My son, Levi, came up to me yesterday stressed out about Christmas. And he said, Dad, he said, uh, did you get me my gifts yet? I'm like, it, it made me laugh. Um, and I, I just asked him simply, and I wasn't being rude or sarcastic. I said, hey, um, who had to remind me last year? And he realized, as you get older, sometimes you feel like you may need to remind your dad to do things that he's already doing. And when I, when I look at the story and I look at me growing as a Christian, God was doing things for me before I even recognized it. And then there can be a point where you come into your faith where it says, Paul says to the Galatians, he said, so you started off walking in the Spirit. You started off walking um, in grace that was given to you through faith, and now all of a sudden you feel the need to start controlling things and making them happen. And it just really made me, um, it was a picture of myself that my son painted to me. That there is times that I feel like I need to remind God. But how many of you guys know that he was good before I had anything to bring to the table? Before I had anything to offer, before I even understood what he was doing or what he had given or what he had provided for me, he was already giving it. And so when I read in Ephesians 2 verses 1 through 10, it says, and you were dead in your, tras your trespasses and sins, and once you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out, our, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by, children, by nature children of wrath like the rest of ma mankind. But God being rich in mercy... And it was funny because as I was studying, that scripture didn't hit me. And, and I'm thinking, hey, if there was one thing I wanted God to be, the first thing that God's like, you know, like money's great, right? So when we think about riches, when we think about wealth, we think about money, we think about things, we think about the ability to be generous. But it says that he's rich in mercy. I need a God who's rich in, I mean, Okay, listen, I'm glad that God owns everything. But I need God to own a lot of mercy and patience. If he's going to be my father. And so as I read this, it says, But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And that's the picture of what did we have to bring to the equation when it came to the gift that's represented in Christmas. That while we were dead in our trespasses, we had no help to offer. We couldn't participate in the process. Why? Because a dead man can't, can't help anybody do anything. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated, he seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, this is a gift of God, 
Not a result of work so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's three points that kind of hit me in this scripture. First of all, God has gifted you with mercy. You didn't earn it. It wasn't something that you could do. God has gifted you with mercy. And second is that God, this is really what struck me when Levi approached me. God didn't need your help. It's a gift. Can you brag about the way you received a gift? Can you be proud of the way that you were raised to life? Or can you, be, can you, can you really root your hopes in Christ who raised you to life? And the last one is, is that God has given us a path forward. It says that, that not as a result of work so that no one but may boast, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I can tell you that my life really lacked purpose and meaning before Christ found me. And even when I had first unwrapped the gift which is Christ, when it first dawned on me that Christ was real, I had no idea the extent of the gift I was being given. Um, when I was probably 13 years old, um, we were at my grandma and grandpa Garrett's house. And how many of you guys know there's a point in time where your grandma and grandpa kind of crossed that line where they may not exactly know what you want as a 13-year-old? Um, and we were on a good track. We were on a good track. I thought we were killing it. My brothers before me had both unwrapped uh, a PlayStation. And I was like, okay now, <laughs> okay. We're on track. Grandma and Grandpa are tracking this year. They know what we want. So both of my brothers got PlayStations. And then I opened my gift, and it was a metal detector. <laughs> and you know, you know, living in the middle of the city with no real, like, forest or anything around you. There really wasn't any place to do metal detecting. And I didn't realize how great this gift was until I took it back and it was worth twice as much as the PlayStations. And my brothers were then like, oh man, we want the cash. And it was like in the moment, right? I didn't understand the value of the gift. I just saw it and was like, what do I do with this? But I didn't know how much they spent on it. And uh, I don't recommend that you return your gifts. I was 13. You can't hold it against me. But when I, when I first unwrapped Christ, I had no idea of the difference that he would make in my life. I just knew that I didn't want to go to hell. And that's a good start, right? That's a great start. Sometimes my kids will do things because they, they don't want a spanking. And then over time, they'll learn the lesson that their dad is trying to teach them. And I pray that my sons one day would say, man, my dad was rich in mercy. My dad was rich in grace. He was patient. Even in times when I didn't understand and he didn't need my help and I was trying to help him along, that he was patient with me. And not only that, the reality is, is that as much as myself as a father is trying to give my kids a path forward into the future, God has given us a path forward. I, um, there's a point in time where you begin feeling like you're, you're just going through the motions and you're churning, churning through day after day and, and you're getting up and going to work and you're coming home. But it says when Christ has arrived in our hearts and we go through the process of letting Christ really take root in us, that he's actually created us for good works. 
And I will say that I, I don't have a lot, and I'm not here to boast, but over the years, God has begun creating humility in my heart. Not a lot. I'm not even comparing how much humility I, I have to you, because I, I don't know. But I've become zealous for good works. And it's changed the meaning of my life. I used to always think, what can I get? What can I do? How can I appear? And then as Christ came in, and like a patient father, teaching his son lessons he didn't understand, one day it dawned on me that he was calling me to walk in his footsteps and lay down my life for the gospel. And I would just say that if during this Christmas season it feels dull, and you've been a believer for a long time, or you haven't accepted Christ, that we would just pray a simple prayer and ask God for faith. That when we come to humility, that, that proud people can't become humble. God has to teach us to become humble. He has to impart humility to us through His Spirit. And so when I began to look at my life and all the gifts that He gave... Being proud is probably the worst condition that you could ever face. And I would say if, if any way, shape, or form you become proud in your heart, in Galatians it says you started off in the spirit and now you've gone back to the flesh. Listen, you couldn't raise yourself to life and you can't chart your course forward says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. It says he's the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame before you were ever born. Before you ever even had anything to contribute, he made sure that you had enough mercy, enough grace, and a path forward. And this morning if you're saying, hey, I don't, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life, um, Jesus has plenty of work to be done. And if you want purpose and you want to live a life that's full of joy and fulfillment, not easy, give your heart to Christ in recommitting to allowing him to not only save you, heal you, sanctified, but use your life for good works. And if that's left your atmosphere during this Christmas, I just pray that this morning that that be reignited in your heart. Can we bow our heads and pray? Lord, I just pray this morning, if anyone is needing a refreshing, if anyone is needing reminding, if we've gotten proud in any way, shape, or form, God, we just pray that you would forgive us. Again, that you would cleanse us from our sins. Lord, and that this holiday season, God, the reality of the fact that you came to earth would dwell in our hearts and minds. In your name, amen.